0: I'll go in through the emergency airlock.
1: Without your space helmet, Dave, you're going to find that rather difficult.
0: Hal, I won't argue with you anymore.
1: Open the doors. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Hal? Hal? Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? I'm Batman. That's no moan. You gotta see this. With your host, Dan Mackles. I have a plan. And the very talented
0: Miss... Carolina Jimenez. It helps if I got out and pushed? <laughs>
1: Now, let's start the show, shall we?
0: for this. Grid is live. Initiate
1: light cycle battle. Are, are you ready to do this?
0: I'm ready to do this. Are you ready to do this?
1: I, th- I think I'm pretty ready. Okay. Okay. Let's roll. So okay, we're, so we're rolling now. Yes. Okay, hey, welcome back, everybody, to welcome. You Gotta See This, the uh, movie review podcast where your two hosts take turns introducing each other to movies the other one hasn't seen, and then we sit down and discuss that movie.
0: And this episode needed to happen, Mr. MacHoles.
1: I've been avoiding it for, for many, many years.
0: How many? Uh, I... I, I how wh- What year was this movie?
1: We are doing uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey, and it came out in 1968, before either one of us were born. Mm-hmm. So so was... all your
0: life, you've been putting this off all your life.
1: 45 years, <laughs> and now I've seen it. And... You
0: are, dear audience, and loving movie audience, you guys understand that this was a big... You haven't seen 2001? Well, you gotta see it,
1: right? I, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
0: since, since I picked this one, how about you introduce, oh, you... Did, didn't did we, we didn't introduce ourselves. <gasps>
1: oh, yeah, oh. we're your hosts. I mean, this is episode, <laughs> what episode is this, 13 or something like that? I don't, I don't 37? Remember. No, definitely not that much. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm. Dan Mackles with me is the very lovely and talented
0: Carolina Jimenez
1: and and we're gonna (laughs) let's just I have a feeling this might be a longer episode because uh, originally we were just going to do Two thousand one, a space odyssey, and then last night uh, I, I was just finishing up my notes, and you're like, "Well, I, I think you should watch 2010.
0: Yeah, because the thing is, I uh, we'll, we'll go into in, in detail into all of this, but
1: I didn't want to. I was, I, I, I was like, I, I you really, didn't want to I really see don't want to watch two thousand ten, but for many reasons, for some many of those reasons. we'll get into. Yes. But we're, we're gonna be re- we're gonna be reviewing. Both 2001 and 2010. But mainly
0: 2001. I just made you want to watch 2010 because I is a movie I like and you hadn't seen before. And I felt it was either now or never for some reason. And I didn't think it was worth an episode for just 2010. So I was like, let's do a double feature or let's do, or at least. Uh, let me give you the whole experience package of seeing both and knowing both the story okay. of both. Yeah, no, and, and that's
1: what we did. So I don't know how much time we'll spend on 2010. Not I, much. Taking some notes on it. At but least,
0: at least you've seen it. That's all I wanted.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> um, so here we go. We're, we're, we'll start off with uh, you know what we're here for, and that's. 1968 2001 a space odyssey directed by the the legendary Stanley Kubrick the one uh, and only who's done everything from a clockwork orange uh, to the shining doctor strange love full metal jacket mm-hmm. i mean he's he... i don't
0: think he needs intro- introduction fair enough yeah oh, i mean probably it's it's the, the like the almighty mr kubrick and yeah he did this one which which one is your favorite kubrick movie would you say? How so, many of those have you seen?
1: <laughs> ask me that question when we get in, When we get into it, oh. let's just let's let's finish off the stuff I have okay. to get through, and then we have to get through that. We can get Mr. into Mr. Mackles
0: doesn't want me to go no, off script.
1: No. So this this <laughs> uh, th- this film, I think, when when you take a look at it, especially compared to what we have coming after this in two thousand uh, ten, th- there wasn't a lot of names in this. Like when I was looking at the 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 stars of this film faces were kind of recognizable and I don't mm-hmm. know if that was because this is such a, a famous movie. An
0: iconic movie that we know the faces but, probably. But
1: uh, I've never right. really seen any of these these actors in, in much else. So we've mm-hmm. got the star, uh, Kier, Kier, Delea, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Again, I take I a look at most you. of his filmography. What you say?
0: I can't help you with yeah, pronunciation, no. yeah, yeah. obviously.
1: Uh, notables that I would have noticed was uh, he's in the he's in 2010. Uh, he's also in a Canadian-made horror film called Black Christmas. Oh my it god! Very, it was sort of it's it's considered um, one of the original slasher movies, and it sort Let's of do
0: that next Christmas.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not a Christmas <laughs> guy, so I'll be all about it. Uh, we've also got Gary Lockwood. Uh, again, very long filmography as far as television goes. Uh, like things like the original Star Trek, Six Million Dollar Man, um, and William Sylvester. He was uh, not a star, um, was he? I don't know. I again, when I was looking at these names, I'm like, I don't recognize. I don't mm-hmm. know who I should. I recognize some of the
0: faces. From back then, but I think Stanley Kubrick is—he's um,
1: almost the star of it, I guess. I in... guess,
0: but he—he he sometimes in many of his movies he didn't like to use. Big, big stars at times. I, I don't at know, time. man.
1: You look at A Clockwork Orange. It's got uh, the Malcolm McDowell. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the first one that pops to mind. Maybe he wasn't a star back then. But The Shining, Jack Nicholson was obviously, obviously but, a but huge star. Even
0: even when he had uh, one big name, he also liked to cast uh, uh, not very popular actors so he could mold them and, and make them... Fair enough. And, and I, I
1: I think, and I can, I'll get into it when we, we go through it, mm-hmm. I think the acting in this movie was strong. So, yes. I mean, and you weren't distracted by probably back in the 60s and, and, and 70s, it was very, very important to have a star to attach to a film, uh, which would most likely lead to its success. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that's what studios thought, but um, they picked the right actors for these absolutely absolutely um, it won an oscar for special effects not surprising no. um, a lot of the special effects uh they're groundbreaking you can see that they were were i don't know if the right word is copied or homage was paid to them in movies that we see moving forward mm-hmm. so that was kind of cool to see internet movie database gives this an 8.3 out of 10 Oh, we should. As we've gone along here, we should take a look at uh, the movies that we reviewed and their mm-hmm. ratings, and and which one would have been the top <laughs> rated one.
0: I, I yeah, I'll be curious to you know the the top the top one and the the least
1: rated one Yeah, we'll one have as to well. we'll have to we'll have to look at that movie. Yeah, forward. we will so, we will Rotten when we Toma- have enough of them. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes 92% fresh with critics yeah. and an audience score of 89%. So overall, uh, considered uh, a a, a big one. classic uh, legendary film.
0: One of the big ones.
1: Budget was 12 million. Now, I don't do this for every film, but for a film that is as old as this one coming out in 68, Mm -hmm. uh, so 12 million back then in today's money, that's an $89 million budget. Not Uh, bad. No, not bad. Not bad. And the worldwide gross uh, was 65 million in 68 which translates to, you know, just under half a, a billion in today's dollars. Wow. So it was... Not surprising either. Both uh, commercially commercially and critically acclaimed film. Um, it is funny, though. I, 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 I took one quote. Um, I didn't do a ton of uh, research to kind of find little things to pull and talk about because I was like, I just think I... Just, want to talk about this movie mm-hmm. instead of going back and looking at what other people had to say but it was funny that uh, at the premiere Over 240 people uh, walked out saying, will someone please explain to me what the hell this was all about? (laughs) So you could see how...
0: Yeah, when you say that it was critically acclaimed and it was a success, uh, it is a success now and it's critically acclaimed now. was not really all that well received back then because a lot of people were not expecting any of this and it was it's a very weird movie and you can hear stories of people walking out of theater halfway of the movie and you can hear stories of people going to see the movie high on drugs because you know the the era that we were talking about and the kind of movie it is now it it kind of makes sense and yeah it's it was and still is a very different and at times weird movie for an audience that was not expecting it
1: no right no no um, it's it's interesting I, I did read that they were going to pull it early because of uh initial returns like it wasn't very successful mm-hmm. but um i think some studio execs, execs convinced them to hey, just keep going and then the word of mouth and like you said uh hey this let's get baked and go see this movie, right <laughs> it's so
0: probably the perfect movie for that
1: and it's also interesting because this came out in uh 68 You're a huge fan of of real life space and NASA. (laughs) It was a year later that they landed on the moon. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you were ever privy to this uh, very famous conspiracy that Mm -hmm. they didn't land on the moon and Kubrick actually.
0: Of course, we've all heard that.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of like you can see why people would have uh, gravitated towards that sort of rumor because of the visuals in this and how amazing it looked. And then, you know, everyone, there's no way they landed on the moon. Kubrick just did it. Right. So Well,
0: uh, it's really easy to debunk because the special effects and visual effects for this movie are amazing, but they're not perfect. No, oh, no. It's easy to, to understand that we're, we're looking at, at a, an earth in, in the moon sky that is nothing like the Earth yeah, that right? we know before. Like, like, like we know now. It was a year before we landed on the moon, so Kubrick had to guess how the Earth would look like from outer space because we had never seen the Earth that far away. So
1: gray. That's what I remember. Yeah, it
0: was. It's so blue and white. You don't really see a lot of. Land masses. You don't see any green. You don't see it. The the Earth in this movie, it's it's a very good attempt, and and Kubrick did a lot of things, got a lot of things right, for for not knowing how things out of space would look like. But it was real. It was f- for sure not perfect. There were a lot of things like the gravity in the moon is not very well portrayed. Like you can see the, our. Actors, when they're actually walking in the moon, they're sort of walking slowly. But for sure, there's the the gravity is the Earth's gravity. Because I think we've, you and I have talked about this before. Not in the podcast, but uh, simulating... Obviously... Earth's gravity is it easy to simulate because we're sure on Earth.
1: Just a note to our listeners, she is a huge, huge fan of space. So yeah. I will do my best to rein her in when she it's starts going.
0: It's just one thing. just a thing. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry in advance. But it's a space movie. Yeah, 100 You just have to give me a little space, a little room. A little space. Uh, I <laughs> see what you did there. Right.
1: Well done. The
0: <laughs> thing is, um, the gravity of the Earth is really easy to portray, in movies, just because we're on Earth, because we're on Earth, yeah. uh, zero gravity is easy, easier to portray because you just need wires, you just need your actors to float, and you just need a way to simulate floating. But some, but anything in between is really hard to get because the the gravity in the Moon obviously is halfway between the the Earth's gravity and zero gravity is like the the gravity on Mars. When we see the Martian, or we see any movie that happens on Mars, gravity on Mars is somewhere in between the gravity on the Moon and the gravity on Earth. That's really hard to to portray. How do you do that? How do you how do you simulate, um, not full gravity on a on a soundstage for filming? It's really hard to portray, and that's one of the things this movie doesn't get right. So yeah, we got to the moon. So so. Basically,
1: yeah. Long story short, (laughs) Carolina does not subscribe to the theory that Kubrick filmed the moon landing. No. Okay, here we are. Let's 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 get into this film. You asked me the question. Mm -hmm. You know, what's my history with Kubrick? This was my fourth. As I hold up five fingers, (laughs) this was my fourth Kubrick film. Uh, The first one I saw was The Shining. Okay. Uh, Was always a big fan of The Shining. I I don't know what it is, but I, I like the aesthetic of scary movies that were filmed. In the 70s. I know Shiny came out in 1980, but it still kind of got that mm-hmm. bleed over from, oh, yeah. you know, the 70s. Uh, Clockwork Orange. I I think I saw that movie as I was in my early 20s. And I wanted, I was starting to move towards like, I want to see interesting movies with, you know, a message and all that. And I remember saying I liked it, but truth be told, I didn't really understand it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I, I, I followed it, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I like this, because I know I'm supposed to like this, because it's an artsy film, and I want... But I don't
0: know why. Yeah, nah, I, yeah I don't that know happens. why, right? Yeah, and happens.
1: Darth Vader was in it, so that was cool. <laughs> um, the other one was Eyes Wide Shut.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I haven't seen, by the way.
1: Um... Again, uh, now to to be fair to Kubrick, he did pass during the production of this film. Yeah. So it's who knows what his uh,
0: if it if it was exactly yeah what he if had it in was exactly his not, vision. Yes,
1: I I will say this: it was very reminiscent to me of another Tom Cruise film in the way that the War of the Worlds. As I'm watching the mm. War of the Worlds, the first like. Uh, three quarters of that film I'm like this is one of the greatest movies I've, I've ever seen I'm all on board and then the last act it just the, the wheels fall off
0: and we agree on that the first time we talk about the world of worlds we were like yeah I totally agree the first two acts are amazing and then for some reason the, the movie is a movie I could watch over and over those two first acts, and then as and soon then as I'm they like,
1: meet up with Tim Robbins, just shut it off. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, the the eyes wide shut were much the same way. It was yeah, it okay. was this fascinating, like what is going on here, and what kind of messes he got himself into. And it has possibly the worst, in my opinion, one of the worst ending moments of a film. I haven't j- seen it, maybe. I won't, I won't, I won't ruin <laughs> it for you. But it's just like it's just like ah. Okay. Oh, it was so, an
0: okay ending. Okay, I get it. I
1: get no, not even okay. I just thought it was dumb. So, oh, okay. So anyways, overall, um, I I don't know where I stand with, with, with Kubrick. Um, and again, for anyone who's listened to this for, uh, you know, however many episodes we've done now, do you guys know I'm not movie breakdown critic guy? Like, I'm not, well, this movie spoke to me in this fashion. No, I, I generally just want to go to movies to be entertained.
0: You're an, You're an emotional viewer. Which so, is the right way to go and watch a I movie?
1: D- I don't, I, I don't really, uh, overly analyze.
0: pay attention to
1: who's yeah. directing what. Right? Like
0: you don't analyze I, movies; you just feel the movie. Yeah, I yeah. See uh, yeah.
1: how this one connects with me, and we've talked about it before. It Depends on what mood I'm in. Depends on you know where I'm at and how this movie's going to resonate with me. Mm-hmm. So when you drop this one on me, it's like, oh, this is what we're watching. Fuck! Like I don't want to watch this movie because, uh, like I said before. I've heard you are that, resistant. It, that it's you a smart resistant. movie, and it's like I'm like fuck. Like I'm not. Maybe
0: I should point out to our to our viewers. I was gonna say that to our audience that you and I haven't talked about what you think about this movie yet. No. We watched this movie two days ago, three days ago.
1: And it's Thursday. We watched it on Monday.
0: And and when when the movie was over, I looked at you and said, "What do you think?" And you told me. I don't want to say anything. Let's wait until we record. So I still don't I wish know
1: because we, we finished around midnight. I said I gotta, I I gotta go to sleep. So uh, I would have uh, if I had the mics. If I had the mics, you here, would have recorded I would have recorded right right then right and then. there, right? But, so
0: I still don't know what he thinks about this movie. So you and I, dear audience, are going to find out at the same time. So keep going because I'm really I'm really curious. So this know. is so
1: this is what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, other times that you and I have it's like almost 20 minutes. We're still at this movie. Yeah. Um, so when we started this podcast, um, a lot of the movies that we have done so far, it's like you know. Truth be told, we watched them a few months ago, and it's like, oh, okay, like let's remember what happened in or Crow at least a few and,
0: weeks. You know, easily. yeah, yes. right. Yes. So there's
1: a handful like the Joker. We we, we recorded the next day and blah blah blah. So with this one, I went and watched it again by myself so I could take notes. I'm
0: so surprised because the you... movie he didn't want to watch once and he watched it twice.
1: You didn't. You, you didn't want me to take notes while I no, while I watch exactly. this. So and you understand why, right? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Fa- fair enough. So here we go. Um, you even said to me when we sat on the couch, like, "Hey, sit back, relax." I'm like, "No." Hmm. I was I was leaning forward. I had my um, my face in my palms, just ready to absorb this movie. Went in with an open mind. It started, and I'm like, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck this." Why? Fuck this fucking movie. What? Why? Be- because it starts off uh-huh. with four minutes of blank screen and just that sound. And, <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll uh, I, you know what? I think I might put it in right here. So okay. So this is what I'm talking about. four minutes of that (laughs) right and i'm instantly like i'm pissed off i i i'm like this is and and i get it right like like the 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 filmmaker is wanting you to feel uncomfortable it's
0: putting you in the right and i'm just like god damn it like i don't
1: want to feel uncomfortable i want to like 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 i said i'm a dummy just like tell me a story don't put me in an emotional mood but but whatever
0: is manipulating you from the beginning and he takes he takes you where he wants you to be
1: yeah, no, and I, and yeah. I, so I'm sitting there. I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I this knew is I exactly why, why I, I didn't want to see movie. this movie.
0: Well, let me say that I've seen this movie so many times, so many times since I was a kid, a little kid, that I don't remember when was the what the first time I watched it. Yeah. I know this movie by memory, so it's it's an is it's all natural to me, so I could. Yeah, yeah. I could just look at you looking at it because I know it by memory. Yeah, It yeah, was yeah. just I was I knew exactly what was coming after every every step yeah. of the movie, and I was like, okay, let's see how he reacts to this. Okay, so let's see how. So, he so reacts for me, that was strike one. one.
1: Okay. Okay. Strike two, <laughs> and this is no fault of the movie whatsoever. Uh, the main score kicks in with mm-hmm. that with that you know da da, mm-hmm. and I and I kind of I kind of giggled and I looked at you and I'm like, do you know who Ric Flair is? And you're like, no, you have like, who's Ric Flair? I'm like, Ric Flair is this is is probably widely regarded as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Nature Boy, Ric Flair. (laughs) Woo! And that's Aww. his entrance music. His oh, entrance music from the seventies so has were... been that. So every time I hear that, oh, really? Every time I hear that, I laugh because uh, that's you, not what was intended. When, when, when that music hits, <laughs> you, you hear the da da, and then you hear Ric Flair go woo. <laughs> I was just waiting for the Ric Flair woo, right? <gasps> no. But again, that's not the movie's okay. fault. No, that, that, that's not. just that's just what. Uh, you know, pulp culture did with that, that to you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, anyways,
0: <laughs> I'm finding out about this right now.
1: Now I will put that aside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I get back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've got the 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 title score. Uh, sorry, the title scene of uh, Dawn of Man. The
0: Dawn of Man. The first and then
1: act. I, I I was on board with that scene. We we see the we see the monkeys, and he, it looks like we've got two tribes Mm -hmm. and it was kind of cool because uh there was it wasn't a big part of the movie but a little throwback of like fuck man like this is how movies had to be made back then Mm -hmm. and you know they're guys in ape suits Mm -hmm. i i I bought it i was you know i was i was in i i wasn't like oh this is dumb but i'm
0: they're not supposed to be uh the way i i forgive it is it's they're not supposed to be monkeys like no, today's b-
1: monkeys, but I'm not it's
0: something in between humans, doesn't it's, matter, like is our ancestors. So, so I can forgive that they don't look like monkeys, it's, it's but it didn't or... bother me, like, like okay, none of it, like,
1: like it wasn't like I was pulled out of it. I was like, I'm on the only board. real
0: chimps are the babies, by the mm-hmm. way, <laughs> which
1: are super cute. Yeah, I was like, oh. This no. is but uh, but in, in that scene, yeah. there's a, uh, like out of nowhere, I think you see one of the, um, well, I'll just refer to them as apes. One of the mm-hmm. apes just kind of off to the side. And then out of nowhere, like a leopard jumps on it and attacks it. I'm just like, oh, a shit. Like one. that's like that's not CGI. Yeah. Like th- no. they got a leopard to jump on one of those yeah. guys. And I'm just sitting there going, fuck, is that guy okay? Like, you know, I think that really pulled me back into the movie, right? So. Actually,
0: reading and hearing stories about how all that sequence, that first act was shot, it's shocking. It's shocking because the actors had a lot of problems. They couldn't breathe in those suits. Oh, you, the the right? stage was super hot. They, were, they would dehydrate and faint. And they were actually scared of the leopard because it was it was really dangerous on, on set. So all the stories about how Kubrick uh, mistreated his actress, as usual. It's 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 yeah. It adds to to the depth of the movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But so we, we've we've got the two apes, and it seems as though there's uh, two warring tribes. Yeah. Right. And, they're
0: they're fighting over a pond.
1: Yeah. And I I I liked it because I'm like okay, this is I, I for me. Again, I hope I don't sound like a like a douchebag when I say this because I'm not that guy, but. I was down with the visual storytelling, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, it has to
0: be visual because there's no not a word. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 40 minutes before you hear the first word in this movie. Is it that long? Something probably, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I I didn't I didn't track how long this particular mm-hmm. scene was, but we spend a That's little a bit of time. Sign. That's a good sign. We spend a little bit of time, <laughs> yes. right? Um, the only time I was tracking this movie for time was just that it was getting late, and I didn't want to watch this movie in segments. I I wanted to watch it all the, the way whole thing, through. Yes. But the um, we get the we get the defeated apes. Uh, They're hiding. They they seem as though they're kind of maybe like the lower tier Mm -hmm. of this particular pecking order, right? Mm -hmm. They wake up and there it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. I guess they keep referring to it as the monolith, and it's this gigantic piece of carbonite just missing Han, Mm -hmm. right? You know, and and (laughs) but but again, I'm just like, oh, okay, like. What's going on here? Like what is Mystery. this? And 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 I really I I really <laughs> I liked the acting of the apes mm-hmm. how they didn't know what to do with it. They just they went up to it and they would touch it and then pull their hand away and the other one would kind of be a little bit braver and I was like, "Oh, yeah, like I
0: That's probably how we would react as well."
1: Yeah, and uh next thing you know, again, it was unclear what this thing signifies. Mm-hmm. What is it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I forget. Does it disappear or do we just not see it? Ag- we we ag- don't
0: see any, of, any more of it. We don't Okay, know.
1: but we, we just see them interact with it mm-hmm. and then it, it cuts to one of the members around a scattered pile of bones. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time the, the evolutionary steps are taken to using tools. Mm -hmm. You see the the monkey pick up a bone and then what's he do? He starts bashing skulls that are around him and you're like, okay. And I'm not sure what this is, like, is this like supposed to signify that we are inherently violent or what? I don't know because they proceed to arm themselves with these bones and beat the fuck out of (laughs) that other tribe, right? The one guy. Mm -hmm. And even though there's a part of you that's like, this is just a bunch of people in ape suits. I, I found that to be a powerful scene mm-hmm. when he clubbed the one. And then you, you can, obviously, the 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 one that advanced on them, he's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, like yeah. was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. And then, again, it was so awkward how another one would come in and just take a couple pot shots and and move out and it's like he's dead man like he's like (laughs) please stop i'm enjoying
0: very much seeing your reaction in your face for the first time today about this movie yeah
1: yeah i was was on board with it i thought i thought it was i thought it was a very uh i thought it was a a powerful scene even though it's like i could kind of like once he picked up the bone i knew where this was going Mm -hmm. right but i it, it it was well done. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it, and then boom, we jump to.
0: He throws the bone, um, out of, up in the air, and then we, uh, we connect with the second act of the movie, and the bone becomes a space station. Mm-hmm. to you pick on that? Is one of the the yeah? It's one of the classic. So I've got transitions.
1: I've got. The most notes I've ever taken for a <laughs> okay. film that we've done. So pages you, and pages. So if you want to interject, please. Sure. No like problem. like like stop and and if do you want to touch on that because I'm kind of going to go through like section by section. Sure. Cool, so cool, cool, if cool. do you have anything you want to add? I will.
0: I will interject as as soon as I can.
1: Okay. So next thing you know, we ju- We jump to space. Yeah. The future of space.
0: <laughs> oh my space god! Space gap.
1: <laughs> A lot of people aren't going to get that reference, but
0: let us know if you did.
1: <laughs> space gap. Um, so we, we <laughs> jump to the future. <laughs> future space. space. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Every time I say future now, that pops into my head. Any fans <laughs> of Red Letter Media might get that joke. Uh-huh. Um, and this and this begins my favorite part of the movie. Okay. Uh, I think we Does can
0: dancing. Uh, space uh stations
1: yeah just just everything mm-hmm. from the introduction of these characters to um their, their 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 journey right and again you know we go from the dawn of man to you know uh them at you can only imagine the, the pinnacle of, 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 of mankind yeah. right they've they've achieved uh, the ability to travel through space to the point where they've colonized the moon. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, in 2001,
0: no less, we're late, people. Yeah. NASA. Never,
1: never on time. Right. <laughs>
0: no, the future D- is never as close as as uh, writers, science fiction writers no, envision it. True. That.
1: But, <laughs> I mean, there were some stuff that I thought was kind of, uh, they, they, they kind of got tablets right right they, they got tablets you know uh,
0: it we still have phone booths still in space oh that's that's true but <laughs> hey there was facetime yeah that's it true, was facetime that's true, you know? but you have to pay in dollars
1: <laughs> for, oh, yeah, for your yeah, calls yeah, that's right <laughs> it's crazy too like there were so many visuals <laughs> yeah uh that you you watch it and you're like oh shit yeah I, I can see where they took that like um i forget which part i don't know if it was when they were landing on the moon even as you were pointing to the screen, I'm like, "Yeah, that looks like the Death Star docking bay, right?" Uh-huh. Um, I,
0: I think I told, I asked you, it "Looks familiar?" Yeah. No. Yeah, I you think you that's said, exactly "Yeah, Willy Falcon should be landing anytime."
1: Just like and, and the um, what's the name of the? Is it the Discovery? That's the one that they sent to Jupiter. Yes. The, the, that scene, I mean, you look at it and like, well, you can see where they were inspired. Um, and they did it to the next level in Star Wars, you know, yeah. the, the long tracking shot. And even the rear of the Discovery kind of reminds you of the Star Destroyers yes. with, the, with the engines on the, on, the, yeah. on the tail end there. And what it, was, it
0: was all shot using models. And I which think, I
1: think was, was noticeable. Yes, That's why I say times Star Wars it. took it to the next yeah, level. Yes. Because they, they, I don't know if it was just the detail or weathering in the models mm-hmm. that gave it a little bit more realism to it. But yeah. still, I, it still looked fantastic, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and there was... There, I can't remember which particular scene it was, but there was a musical score that I think Aliens took directly. And I I... I, I I wish I made note of it but I'm just like that totally sounds aliens? like aliens not alien oh. aliens I think it might have been a part when they were um mm-hmm. when they are on the discovery and they're traveling uh on their mission to Jupiter you've got the pods yeah right you yeah. know so, so yeah, many yeah. things but <laughs> anyways getting getting back to the movie um I don't I I, I don't enjoy watching Movies from yesteryear, because as I think we touched on when we were watching a musical, there's this old timey acting Mm -hmm. and and I've never I'm like, nobody talks like this, you know, it's it's,
0: that kind of movie making. Made more sense when you watch them back then than when you watch them now. I get it. I yeah, get it. but I still think there's merit and there's there's. It's almost like
1: they've just translated from the stage to the screen, and literally. they have it. Yeah, you know, and but projecting.
0: I, but I, I still think there's there's value in them, and there's a lot of, of goodness in many of them that are are make them worth watching.
1: And, and I also think yeah. too, because if you grow up with that style of acting, yeah. uh, you have a nostalgic connection to it. Whereas yeah, exactly. I didn't. Right. Exactly. But to my point, I thought the acting in this film was fantastic. It was very I thought natural, it was so right? grounded. Yeah. Um from that scene where we have what I believe is going to be the main character. You see him fly on. I, it, was, it was also cute how everything was branded Pan Am. And <laughs> yeah. Pan Am didn't make it to two thousand one, <laughs> no. right? But he's flying to uh, a space station, and as he's greeted, uh, you know, he goes and makes that FaceTime call with his daughter, and then it comes, and
0: you, and you get to see the the. Stewart dresses and and yeah. bringing the food and and the famous uh, scene where the the pen is floating and she takes the pen uh, from from mid and puts mm-hmm. it back in his pocket while he sleeps and and then she brings the food to the pilots as if they were pl- plane pilots of today and stuff like that. It's that they made an, a big effort to make space travel look. Uh, natural mundane exactly like like it would be air travel today (sighs) yeah
1: you know what i'd be pretty jacked if i could get on an airplane these days and fly somewhere that would be that would be all right and they
0: open the 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 lunch boxes and they get sandwiches and coffee and while they talk about yeah the the news and the moon and stuff like that that uh, that always amazed me as a kid
1: but this but this part of the film was when i was really getting engaged in it because uh i believe dr floyd is his name and he's brought there and after he makes that phone call with his daughter he runs across the group of scientists that are just sort of sitting down which by the way
0: is kubrick's daughter that that girl that little girl okay (laughs) um
1: and he he meets those scientists and uh, uh they're having a brief discussion and they kind of ask him it's like hey like are you here Due to that thing that's going on. The mystery.
0: The moon. And have you he's like, the oh, rumors? What
1: is, what is this thing that you're talking about? And I think they they classify it as a, an epidemic or... That uh,
0: the rumors say that yeah, a, pa- a pandemic, no less. Yeah, uh-huh. right, right.
1: So obviously that has resonation with us these <laughs> days. But he's, he's elusive. He's yeah. sort of like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Wish I could talk to you about it, but I'm I afraid I'm going to have to go. And you're like, okay, like... What's going on? So right? we get
0: we get to know that our protagonist knows stuff. There's some mystery in the moon, and we we need to know
1: what's happening. And I really enjoyed that building that 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 scene, followed by the boardroom uh, mm-hmm. meeting where he gets up and he kind of gives them a uh, you know a, a speech of along the lines of like you know. We're not ready to drop the cover story. I'm sorry this is going to be an inconvenience, but once we figure out how we're going to present this find to the world, that's when we'll move forward, and we're not prepared to do that yet. You're like, what are they talking about? what's
0: happening?
1: (laughs) Right? And uh, I I also enjoyed the way it was very – that's the word I'm looking for. Nobody was panicked. It it was very just kind of like – Here's a situation, much like I'm sure things are handled in boardrooms when something comes up. They're like, okay, here's the deal. This is how we're going to this, proceed.
0: This happened uh, weeks back. So they they, they detected um, uh, radio emission from the moon. They didn't know where it was coming from. They had to dig to mm-hmm. find it. So this, it, this took weeks. So it's not something new. So you can see that they're pretty relaxed about it because they're sort of used to it because they've been dealing with it for weeks. They dig to to actually find what is the mystery that they're talking about. Did you did you expect any of it? Did you
1: No. No. no, You
0: didn't know what what they had found in the movie? Like I said I I didn't
1: I I also
0: I don't don't know how much you knew about the movie. And that was
1: another thing for a movie that was as old as it was I knew very little about it. I I, I so knew. I, was,
0: I, I wonder has he? Cause many of the scenes are iconic, and I, I was wondering has he. Everything seen up to it? that point,
1: okay. I hadn't really seen any of it. None yeah. of it stuck out, other than uh, a couple shots with the apes and the busting of the. But you
0: didn't know what they had found in the moon. No. no okay.
1: No. This okay. this movie was pretty much a mystery. I I had I had seen images, uh, especially once they moved to the journey to is it Jupiter. Yes. Yeah, uh, so I'd seen how, a lot of those, those images, how. but the actual movie itself, I didn't know much about okay. what was going on. So it was it was very fresh for me, which was exciting. I'm and so again, like I touched on, you had the scene with the uh, doctors that he had a discussion with at the sort of holdover place on the travel. Then we've got the boardroom meeting and then the next shot is them and that shuttle as they're going to the, the dig site. I enjoyed that too. I just I enjoyed the energy of the actors and they're kind of like, yeah, you know, we kind of think that this is, you know... Because
0: you can tell many of them have been there many times before. Mm-hmm. So we only have one of the characters that have never been there that's the, going to see... And he's the head the, honcho guy, right? Yeah, like he's, yeah. He's going to see this for the first time. But everyone else is used to go there because they've been investigating and digging and and and, and yeah, everything is... It's pretty well known for all of them
1: and when they actually get to the dig site i loved this scene Mm -hmm. i i I loved it i loved the the way it was shot even though um that's was one of the few times i thought the special effects were a little Mm -hmm. wonky just the way they 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 they, they shot it you can tell that they sort of superimposed the dig on on a matte painting or something but still you forgive that right I there's the only sound that you hear is that weird score. Mm-hmm. It's that odd sort of, oh god, how would you describe it? Um, like the chanting
0: uh, voices. Yeah, I, every time we have the monolith in the screen, you mm-hmm. hear this this kind of music that's am- amazingly disturbing and mysterious sounds and harmonies that takes you into a a monolith mood
1: and i was and i was with it and i was holding my breath as he was <gasps> going up to touch it and then you know they they, they gather around to take
0: as a f- apes again
1: mhm yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and uh they, they gather around and then i guess it emits some sort of sound that is ear piercing and we leave with the shot that mirrors what we saw with the dawn of man where you've got the monolith and you can sort of see the sun cresting over top of it and i'm ah oh, this is this is great. And then we cut. Mm-hmm. And what is it? I think they jumped forward. What was it they say 18 months? Mm-hmm. And this is the part that I thought was, it's not even a complaint. It's, it's, it's not even a complaint. It's just uh, with everything you get with Dr. Floyd showing up discussing what they're dealing with it makes it seem like he's the main character and you're going to be following him through this journey that's it we don't see him anymore Mm -mm. right like he's there in the uh
0: until 2010
1: no you don't see dr floyd again do we not do we
0: he's the protagonist in 2010
1: was was that roy scheider's character Mm -hmm. oh are you sure
0: okay let's pause this
1: Uh, okay hold on we're we're pausing and we're gonna get some facts and we're back um you're right i i thought i thought dr floyd was was in one of the pods turns out he's not so um yeah that gives that gives 2010 a completely different perspective for me now so that's very interesting okay uh and, and I'm the one that does the research, so,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the one I've seen both those movies a million times.
1: Okay, okay. So we're we're off to Jupiter, and uh, that shot felt so aliens. Just it, it reminded me with uh, mm-hmm. it, you know you've got the Sulaco heading off to yeah. LV. 427 i think it is i don't know i'm not sure and uh and then you've got the pods and mm-hmm, you know oh, i is you can see how this movie inspired other films like we touched on earlier but we we now get introduced to new characters mm-hmm. and you've into got into
0: the rotating um movie set that they built especially to to show how gravity is artificially created inside the discovery yeah I um it's an amazing movie set
1: a, a complaint I have with this movie and I, I know I've got it written down here, but I might as well talk about it now is that some of the special effects they were doing they had to have been revolutionary for the time right mm-hmm. like you talk about the rotating sets and 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 the miniatures. So there was a lot of shots I thought were self-indulgent. Like, look what we can do, right? Like, look at all this work we put into building this rotating set. And I was like, just can you fucking get on with the the scene? Really? There was just there. There was the scene where he's running around. Yes. Great. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. There were some other scenes where they were walking down a corridor, and at the end of the corridor, there was like a rotating um, couple of doors that they needed to get down into. Us, we don't need this. is unnecessary shit. Really? Yeah, it was unnecessary. I love all that stuff. It, it, it was. It was. It was like It, it felt like a show off thing. I was like, I get it. I fucking get it. Oh all right. really? Yeah. Okay. No, I so was I, like, I
0: remember watching those scenes as a kid, uh, wanting that era to be real and imagining myself walking into rotating, um, space pods and space stations and having to walking the walls and ceiling to pick the right door to get to the next um room or whatever inside a spaceship and I remember daydreaming with those scenes and they never bothered me they're, they're it could be
1: a product of fascinating the fact I'm seeing this movie in yeah. 2021 probably versus probably. is versus 1968
0: a, yeah it was a small kid
1: Right, I so, didn't get
0: this movie I, the, the the first twelve times I saw it.
1: Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> you went back for more. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, that was one of my complaints. Okay. There was there was a couple okay. times like you know when the stewardess you see her um, kind of do the same thing. It's probably the same hallway, just redress. Yes, and, yeah, sure. You know, I, and I was just like, we've seen it once. I get it like I don't need to see it anymore okay. but it's just- so
0: iconic like 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 the colors and how how central central framing everything is set and how how the colors and the the movement and how though you can see the waltz music mm-hmm. in the background for, uh, yeah, I guess it's it's not a fast moving movie.
1: The movies is sure. M- it the takes movie's a time. what almost it's two and a half hours. I, I don't know. It's it's something like and it feels it's it. long. Like it feel it, it's a and long I warn movie. You, I want you. But and, and and again it's 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 things like that that I'm like, can we just. Can we do away with some of this? Like this yeah, isn't necessary. We're, we're, we're and there's some. There's, we're
0: not used to slow moving movies.
1: Yeah, and that's like I said, it could be a product of just where I'm no, at. Not for and
0: anybody, what I'm anybody. Yeah, it, it's a long movie for for everybody.
1: So, like I said, we get introduced to our, our, our new set of characters, mm-hmm. and I guess it's technically three characters. Mm-hmm. With uh, you got Dave. Frank and Hal, Hal, Hal nine thousand. That's the AI. Mm-hmm. And I did know about Hal. Hal, of course. I, you know, I'm sure I've seen like top ten villain things, and mm-hmm. his his turn in 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 this movie from um, just being this AI helpful computer to being you know a bad guy is is iconic, right? Mm-hmm. But
0: the again, eye. again with these the guys,
1: I thought the acting was great. I, I, I again, I forget his real name, but the actor who played Dave, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Bowman, Doctor Bowman, I thought I thought that guy was great. I, 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 I,
0: and you can you can tell, I it's it's natural, it's natural acting. Even when they're talking to Hal and they're trying to act normal, they're they the acting is so good that you can tell that there is someone really stressed trying to look normal in front of Hal when they realize something's wrong it's really it's, it's subtle and very natural i always thought no, it's natural now
1: why why do you see this is this is one of the reasons this question right here is why i didn't want to watch 2010 okay. cuz i think 2010 answers some of these questions and, and and that question was why do you like i think Hal turned pretty quick like he 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 was very he, I found him menacing from the beginning. Now, again, that could have been because I knew because he was going to go bad.
0: Exactly, at the beginning you don't. Know.
1: But the voice actor who yeah. delivers his performance is just this. It's this,
0: disturbing from the beginning. It's yeah, but like, why Ooh. do you think he
1: turned on them so fast?
0: What do you mean fast? Fast in the movie? It's,
1: I think in the not a lot of things move fast in this movie. <laughs> no, but, no, no. But I think, but they've, they've been in space for months. No, but but just in the context of the way they told the story, right? Like like from one moment they're playing chess with him and then the next moment and this is- i
0: don't think there's a triggering factor that's clear in the movie we're we're never told why and why then i don't think we're ever told any of that so- in in 2001 some of those questions are answered in 2010 but i I don't think it's clear at all or at least i don't I don't remember any signs of why Hal turns and why in that specific moment
1: and the thing that that sort of um excuse me here sorry beer, beer. um the the inciting incident to where they are tipped off that something's wrong is this hal nine thousand is the most perfect ai that has been built it's never made a mistake and he alerts them to this issue with a transmission uh, satellite out on the, uh, the dish exterior the dish and he says oh hey oh well, by the way this is going to fail in 72 hours and they're like oh shit okay i guess we'll go deal with it now and then when they go out and they pull the diagnostics on it it's fine and, and, and I really it. liked that scene. I really liked how when they look at each other, they look at each other, and, and they, they
0: realize this is the first time the HAL or any any computer like HAL has made a mistake before. What does that mean? Are we in danger?
1: Was he lying?
0: Is he lying? Is he is, lying or is, is he an error? Either way, we're fucked because this computer runs the entire ship. But and is, our li- lives is
1: is HAL lying to them about this dish failing?
0: I don't know. Cause I, I actually don't know. Is he lying or is he wrong? Yeah, I, do I, you know I don't what? have That's that That's a good answer. question.
1: You don't really know because they never waited the 72 hours to see if it would fail.
0: No, exactly. But
1: I, 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 I that scene where they go out.
0: Actually, Hal is, is capable of lying. We know that after.
1: Because we watched 2010.
0: No, 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 no. In 2001, when... when Dave decides to disconnect Hal. Hal starts to turns again and starts to beg him to, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Yeah, everything is going to be fine. I know I've made mistakes, but I (laughs) I feel much better now. I think I need another chance. All that begging, while while Dave, I I know I'm jumping a bit too ahead in the movie, but uh, all that um those arguments from Hal tells oh, you that I,
1: b- by the way we're 48 minutes into this podcast spoilers <laughs>
0: <laughs> whoever hasn't seen this movie before like you guys sorry go
1: on with Hal. go back to Hal.
0: the thing is we know we learned that Hal is capable of lying was he lying at, with about the dish and if he was why what's was the yeah, like, what's the reason behind that? It? It, there's no point you know, to that point lie. It, right? So, I, there's part of me that thinks that he was just wrong because I don't see the point. Yeah. There's, there, he, there's nothing that Hal can get out of that lie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, after they, they, and again, I'll, I'll get to this scene. I can understand why he takes the next actions, mm-hmm. but um, the scene where they go out to pull out the we'll call it the black box from the dish mm-hmm. to do the diagnostics on it, like I'm torn the with the faulty,
0: scene. The faulty, the the the, the faulty, apart, faulty part, whatever. I'm
1: torn with this scene because again, it, it was like, ugh, this is so long. It mm-hmm. takes like I think it takes over ten minutes from the time they they get into the pod and they
0: you shouldn't be surprised by that but now no
1: but 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 it probably contributed to the fact it was closing in on midnight and I'm just like god damn I still think there's another 3 hours left in this movie like let's get <laughs> on with it but like I said I'm torn with this scene because mm-hmm. it 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 did t- it it had some payoffs and and the first one was for me I I loved the sound in this scene because mm-hmm. there's no score mm-hmm. it's just sort of the the humming the of the silence. pod the silence and his space. breathing
0: because you cannot hear anything in space by the way that's also an alien an alien quote no yeah one yeah. can hear your scream but you don't yeah there's no sounds in the vacuum of space all you hear is what he hears mm-hmm. his own breathing and whatever is coming out of the calm
1: and i and i and i, I did enjoy that but at the same time too, I was kind of going through like, God damn it, this is taking forever. Because it's like he gets in the pod, the pod goes out, it slowly traverses slow down to the, the thing. Space. Yeah. But where it paid off for me is um when I, I don't know, does he go is he going back to put it back or replacing it? But he's out there again, and that's when Hal turns on him mm-hmm. and I think he, he pulls. Probably you don't. Know, we don't see it. Um, we don't.
0: We, we're, we don't see how.
1: But but he takes control of the pod after Frank is um uh, ejected from it to go work on the dish. And the next thing you know, you see him hurdling through space. And, and you're like, you, yeah, he's done. Uh, that original scene that takes ten minutes for him to do the thing added for the tension because once Dave sees what's going on, and when he's now got to go turning, out there and find him.
0: When you see the pod turning. Mm-hmm. and you know it's Hal turning the pod, mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God.
1: Yeah, and it, it, it wasn't as easy as like a, a, a just jumping to the pod and running out to, to get him. You're just like, holy shit, it's going to take forever to, to get go to and him. get him. Because we have seen how long it takes to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. So uh, whether that was intentional or not, I was like, I hated it at first, but then it paid off at mm-hmm. the end. Okay. And I, I think they also did a good job of, Frank was still moving around for a Quite minutes. a bit yeah. trying to connect, so there was this hope that he was going to survive. But you know, spoilers—he didn't. He died, <laughs> and now we're 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 full on dealing with Hal now. Hal and Dave. That now because they're a, both they're they're both out of the ship. now
0: was a duel, and you can see. I don't know if you spot it, but every time I see it, I can see Dave getting into the the pot to go try rescue um, Frank.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you can see clearly that he forgets his, his helmet. Head. Oh, that's
1: right. His, yeah. his
0: dress. I I love the idea that the the spacesuits are in colors because that kind of makes sense. Because if you dress every astronaut in the same the same way, you don't know who's who when you're out when they're out there. Mm-hmm. But if you have colorful Smart. suits, you can see who's who. The red one is this one, and so he's he's dressed in the red one, which is also an amazing an amazing take, and and you can see when he's getting inside the pot the red helmet
1: he is forgot hanging. the helmet yeah and you're like
0: my god you just got it. he's rushing obviously because there's an emergency and he yeah. forgets the helmet and like, oh, you know it's gonna be trouble
1: and uh before that uh I, I got here in my notes I wanted to touch on I and I think this is a product of watching movies with you where you'll always point out oh look at how that's framed look at how that's framed and they're they're like, what's that phrase you used from the the boys at Red Letter Media? It's mm-hmm. like, uh, you didn't notice, but your brain did.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Mister Plinkett. I,
1: I love it when uh, they they have that look because they're just like, okay, what's going on with Hal? And oh, can you come take a look at my pod? I think there's a transmitter issue. And they go in the pod. They shut everything down mm-hmm. so Hal can't hear them. And I love the way it's framed because you've got the window of the pod. You've got. Uh, either guy on either side of the frame and then right dead center is Hal's eye exactly. on the outside exactly just watching them watching them and I just thought that was such a great scene yes. and even though um, I knew that it's like well fuck he's gonna lip read and understand what they're saying which he did I just loved how that was was framed yes. and there's many other there's many other scenes where they're going through the ship and uh, there's just there's a Hal eye yeah there I- Just hanging out. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was.
0: everywhere. He sees everything. There's no escape.
1: I thought it was. uh, I thought it was great. Yes. And then intermission came.
0: (laughs) You were not expecting an intermission. It just
1: says intermission. And I'm like, okay. I think I got up and I grabbed something to drink.
0: I think it's cute. They they never edited and take the intermission um, title out. They left it there. Adorable.
1: adorable um and then uh, and then and then it gets back to like fuck (laughs) i don't like this shit um another Three plus minutes of blank screen and that score
0: because you you stood up you went for a drink you went to the toilet I'm talking about the also the audience in the theater they were supposed to go to the toilet and and they nah, they're coming Kubrick, back Kubrick
1: co- would have done that anyways I don't nah just he would you have need, done that anyways no
0: but Kubrick needs needs to put you in the right mood again because you went outside and you went to the toilet and you no 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 no, no. Let me put you again where where I need you to be to keep telling you the story.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, so this this part is probably my least my least favorite part of the of the movie, and it's just again, it's the you're trying to tell me something, you're trying to leave it ambiguous, and I, I, and
0: what part? We'll just
1: fast forward to the end because like he he
0: oh, still need to kill Hal.
1: why? But-, but I found that I I found that part um pretty straightforward it was it was a cool while, scene. while
0: hal sings daisy daisy a song that it will forever remind me of a dying computer
1: because
0: mm-hmm. i never i didn't know that song i don't know if it's a i popular not either i don't know okay every time I, i've heard it a few times after it's easy for me to spot because of this movie obviously and every time i hear daisy daisy there's a computer dying somewhere you remember so, he starts singing Daisies.
1: so so the thing is uh Hal basically is like yeah you know i he he explains this to dave is like yeah like i read your lips so i'm not gonna let you back in and uh it's a an interesting little scene how you can see
0: to, in his eyes and dave's eyes like oh
1: yeah fuck. what am i gonna what a, that was an interesting exchange Ooh. but after he's able to make it back in and it was a he was It was kind of cool how he backed the pod up, and we kept seeing these images of like explosive bolts on the little pods with big red letters. He uses that to shoot him into an open doorway where he's able to push the airlock button and survive, and In then he time, disconnects how
0: and how there's no sound until there's air. I love that mm-hmm. that yeah those great. details, yeah. yeah,
1: great stuff. but yeah. at that point, if i was if I was Dave, it's like, okay. Everybody's dead. He sabotaged the pods, so all the scientists that were on the mission—they're dead. Frank's dead. He had to shut down the computer, so everything's got to be done manually now. I'd be like, if "Mission Control, this is what's happened. I, abort! <laughs> like I'm coming home, right?"
0: But you can't. But how are you coming home? You're in Jupiter.
1: What do you mean, how are you coming home?
0: Yeah, but you need to disconnect HAL first, because HAL did. can. Yeah.
1: So he disconnected Hal. Yeah. Why not, at that point, reach out to Mission Control? Because they were still able to operate the ship. You could yeah. still operate the ship. Yeah. It's just Hal was helpful to operate the ship. I, if I was him, I would have said, I'm out of here. Like, like, why did he... I don't know why he decided to move forward um, to get into... Because it's sort of like he shuts down Hal. And then the next scene, again, correct me if I'm wrong here. Ne- after shutting down Hal... It cuts to him in the pod again, heading towards the monolith because they just happen to coincide with this issue with Hal, and they've arrived at Jupiter, and there's a monolith.
0: Well, I don't think when you're in space, coming back home is as easy as just stop, turn around, and hit hit the gas, and and walk, uh, make yourself back towards. What her. I'm
1: saying is, there should have been a scene. Where he's like, "What do you want me to do? Like, like uh, an absolute okay. catastrophe has taken place. Yes. Everyone's dead. The AI is offline.
0: It's yeah. The mission. The, the mission's, mission's fucked. It's done. Like, yeah. what mission do you want me to off.
1: do? It was just. I. I that was jarring I, to me that he was just. I like, guess
0: the monolith. Could you say the monolith has some kind of sort of impact? in the way he feels and what he needs to do because once he's there uh I don't know if you I never I never asked myself that, those questions actually because the 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 story yeah, like in the you, movie said, you is saw so it as a young person me, and, and yeah, that yeah that's just the story never right? never question his his action I guess but
1: for for, for me I, I I was just like hey man like you you literally just got everything under control. Why would you jump out of the machine? Like, why would you just get right back into a pod and, and head towards this thing you know nothing about? And I, I, I know he is referred to as as Doctor Dave Bowman, so uh, he's he's not just some Joe Blow flying the ship, no, no, right? No, no, no. but yeah. the way I read the situation was you had the pilots that were going to get the scientists to the spot, yes. and then once they got to the spot, um, okay you guys get out of cryo sleep and you go do your thing. I thought it was odd that he was going to move forward and try to make contact with the okay. the monolith. Okay. Th- th- that was just... Okay. But at the same point, probably at like two plus hours at this point, so let's just get moving. <laughs> You're so, you you know, fine with it. But just from a storytelling point of view, I was like, this is odd, right? I
0: always like, by the way, the detail that when he's disconnecting Hal, he's wearing the red spacesuit. But the green helmet, did you pick on that? No,
1: I didn't pick up on that.
0: Because he probably grabbed the first helmet he could find and put it on before t- to not give Hal another chance to kill him by cutting the the heating or cutting the hot oxygen or anything like that. So he put, yeah. he's Yeah, I, another thing too, I just want to talk helmets, about tension.
1: I, I thought the process once he got into the ship was pretty easy to take out Hal. I was expecting yes. more obstacles for him to overcome because this thing has control of the ship but he was able to pretty easily get into the room and you know uh, disconnect him so fine anyways we're at the end now mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're at the final scene and, and this, is where, scene, like, this is where I'm like this is where I'm like here we go right here's <laughs> here's what I knew I, I wasn't going to enjoy and again the visuals were impressive um, I, I like that shot of all the Lights that are on either side of the stream that are flowing towards him, and the way they reflected off the, the
0: psychedelic, yeah, trip yeah. that he takes. We don't know where, and we don't know when, and we don't know how, and that's that's what the visuals symbolize, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's because you you're as confused as he is. At least they achieved that.
1: Fine, I and guess. again. Uh I will admit this could be a product of the fact I was tired. This could be a no, product. No, this of the is fact- tired
0: for everybody. It's even tired for me, so you're fine. Don't worry about it. This but- part is a tough <laughs> Top sitting.
1: It just lasted too long. Yes. It was 10 minutes yeah. of, of... I agree. I agree. And I'm just like...
0: It's just part of it, and I'm used to it, but I yeah. agree it's, it's way too much of I don't understand the thing.
1: Yeah. And I said to you, I was like, I wish I was stoned. <laughs> if, if I was stoned, I'd probably be loving But you told me, this.
0: I feel like I'm stoned already. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was tired. But um, so so we get past that, and I will say this.
0: Then we get to the room.
1: I did even though I didn't know what was going on and I I was a little frustrated because it's the artsy shit I don't like. <laughs> I did like, it's, I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> I don't like artsy shit, but I did appreciate how they shot this where next thing you know, you've got the pod and it's just sitting in this room that's decked out with these, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, like classic paintings and i i I, what a design eh? and what with the light
0: coming from the from the floor Mm -hmm. yeah it's the the colors
1: and then you see it was very cool how you see him looking out and then he's looking out and he sees himself and he's a little bit older and then next thing you know it cuts to the older version of himself looking back and then the pod's gone Mm -hmm. and then that old version of himself looks around a corner, and it's an older version of himself. And I thought it was cool how they progressed through, I think, three or four different variations Mm -hmm. of him aging to the point where you see him lying in a bed on death's bed, on his Mm -hmm. deathbed, literally, Mm -hmm. and then bang, you've got the monolith again. And you see him reaching for it that invokes the images of Michelangelo's painting of, you know, i don't know adam reaching for god and Mm -hmm. i'm like okay okay it's it was cool and then i didn't understand the baby okay now
0: you're not supposed to i guess there are many theories on what that means and there's a lot of people out there giving their opinions of, of what that represents and why it's there there's no right answer. So this
1: is this is the way I took it. Okay. And again, I'm this curious. is where I'm going I'm really to be curious. exposed as being a dummy. No, you're not um, a dummy.
0: I he, there's no right answer to this. And so
1: so that clearly that image of him pointing towards it with the finger, it's supposed to make you think of that image of reaching out to God. This represents God and then I next- I never
0: saw it that way. That's, that's the way that's
1: the way I saw it. Cool. And then you look at it and he's now been quote unquote reborn, right? Mm-hmm. It's because it's clearly that 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 embryo has got the same eyes and it's supposed to mm-hmm. look much like Dave. And then you see it, uh, you know, floating back towards um, Earth, Earth, right? You see it moving towards Earth, and then you think about okay, the first time we saw the monolith, it was at the dawn of man, so it was like God giving man the tools to evolve. And then I looked at this as like, oh, it's God sending his son back to earth. It's like Jesus is coming back to never, save the world. I, I mean, I don't know if that's way. just because of my my upbringing with a religious background, which I completely remove I'm, from I'm, now.
0: I'm a uh, correct that too. I'm sure that you're not wrong. I, I've i heard many takes, and one of the takes on this, on the monolith and the explanation of what it is, that I like the most, because there are pl- plenty out there, is that it was it's an alien beacon that is planted either to make uh, humans advance in their evolution, it, intelligence evolution of, well, of apes. Because you see when it shows up, it shows up at...
1: At at different times, it shows up at the dawn, it shows up when they're at their pinnacle. But when it
0: shows at the dawn, it it seems to have an effect on the apes. Something changes when they touch it. But when it shows up in the moon, nothing really changes. But when the monolith detects that we have discovered it, it reacts and sends a message. Because it's saying to whoever alien species planted there... They are ready. Okay. They have found it. That that's one of the takes, one of the explanations that I like the most. It's not the right one. I don't think there's a right one or a wrong one because there are plenty of them. But this is one of the the ones that I like the most. It's it's a beacon telling whoever planted it they're ready. They're ready for space travel. So let's do this. S- but your take is as good as yeah, mine.
1: I guess. And I guess maybe that's a sign of. A good movie when it you know you, you, you walk away with a thought provoking movie yeah. right because yeah. I, I don't it's an
0: artifact Is I think it's a I like to think it's an alien artifact technology advanced technology from aliens that are trying to either they they put us here or they they started life. In this planet or maybe they're just just planting beacons to monitor life evolution yeah. in different places like I, I can imagine them planting these monoliths in different solar systems where where life is possible to monitor how they evolved and where, when they're ready for certain stages of evolution or or maybe it's god giving them powers i i don't know and i don't care yeah so it's fun either way it's thought provoking like you say
1: thought provoking so um i i think i've said a lot i I think i've i I, I think i have a big question for you though okay shoot did you enjoy it i'm glad i saw it okay i i it's it's i don't know what to say about it because i don't like these kind of films I, I I I don't, I know, know, don't. That's I don't know. I don't know why they make me so upset. Because <laughs> again, I feel like ah, oh, I don't get it. Like I'm, I don't want to be told. I don't want to realize that I'm not able to grasp these grand prospects. No one is. Prospect- no uh, these, one you is. Know, so
0: no one is.
1: But I'm glad I saw it. Cool. I, to the point where I I was looking forward to talking about it. Yes. So, um, the name of the show is "You Got to See This." I I think. 2001 a space odyssey if you haven't seen it it's important to be in the right frame of mind mm-hmm. it's important to be like okay i'm gonna see something weird um i think i
0: prepared you i tried to prepare you
1: i went f- it, i couldn't have gone it with a better with it because a i told you it's not a outlook. movie
0: it's an experience and Very it's true. a slow moving movie it's a long movie it's a weird movie relax sit down in the dark. Enjoy the the ride because it's not a movie; it's a ride.
1: I'm not someone that partakes. I mean, pot's legal now. I am not someone that partakes in the in <laughs> in consumption Canada, at of, least. Of, hey. Yeah, exactly. But if, if I were to watch this again, I would have a pot edible and watch this movie again. <laughs> and yeah, and probably like we could do a follow up podcast on it. But uh, take so, two. Um, I don't know what else. Anything else you want to say about 2001?
0: Would you recommend it?
1: I think, I think it needs to be seen. Okay. I think it needs to be seen. And I, I can't say... I'm kind say of
0: jealous because you can only see 2001 for the first time once. And for you, it was three days ago and you... There's no way back. Now we live in a world where Dan, Dan Mackles have seen 2001. I've seen, I've seen there's 2001. There's no way back.
1: And you guys should go see 2001. Okay. Let's move on. Let's... let's 2010. Let's watch through 2010 and... first uh,
0: First, let me ask you... Let me jump to the end because I like pissing you off okay would you do you agree it was a good idea to see it 2010 or do because you, you were you didn't want to see it and i kind of I didn't want to see you. it because i just wanted
1: to talk about 2001 exclusively and i and, and i know you had told me that 2010s much more of a movie movie
0: yeah it's a more and, regular movie More. and, and reg- i had
1: a feeling that they would answer questions and it did yes. answer some questions and it did are kind you happy
0: that you saw it
1: Let's let's talk about the movie. Okay, let's talk about 2010.
0: See, he did, He will never let me well, go what's off script. the point? Script. It's
1: bearing the lead. If I'm just like, I'm, I just like do you think you got to see this movie? No. So it came out in 1984, okay. right? It's like, you know, come on. Let's, let's we gotta, do we it gotta, your we gotta, way. We don't have. We, we don't want the drop off. Just because right? like,
0: it's your birthday. Mm.
1: <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so this came out in nineteen eighty four. Uh it was directed by uh Peter Hyams. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard the name yes. before? Yeah, I I recognize the name and he's done many things I've seen. He he did Time Cop in 1994, mm-hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme, Amazing movie. who, um, speaking of Jean-Claude Van Damme, I recently guest-hosted on Action B-Rated with Vic, and we talked about Bloodsport. So hey. if you like Van Damme and Bloodsport, go listen to that podcast. <laughs> now, that came out in January. This will probably drop in March, so <laughs> maybe you'll get some more hits later on, but uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry about the delay. Um, okay, he did also another Van Damme movie called Sudden Death. I like that movie because it uh, had a hockey tie into uh-huh. it. I'm Canadian. I like hockey. The Relic. You ever heard of the Relic? Yes. God, that was an awful movie. That,
0: that's awful. Okay. It
1: was it, <laughs> the only reason I say it was awful. There was one scene where it was just ridiculous. It's a weird movie. Where it's a very weird it was movie. like a monster that takes over a, a museum, and there's a scene where all the SWAT and cops try to go in, and it takes them all out. And you're like, oh, wow, like this is really set up that this monster is is going to, you know, eviscerate anyone that tries to come at it. And then like 20 minutes later, they send in the fire firemen going like repelling down a rope. I don't remember any of and that. And I'm just kind of like, well, if the cops aren't going to make it, why would you throw the fire into it? You should have done that the other I way around. I remember
0: that. I need to watch it again.
1: But uh, yeah. Maybe I not. Mean, nah, not on this show. <laughs> um, the cast. Now. As we talked about with 2001, Mm. the cast was relatively unknowns, where this one had a lot of familiar faces. Uh, And names. uh, Guys, I've really just burned through these notes, because we watched it yesterday. I didn't want to talk about it, so I'm just going to run through this stuff. Okay. We have Roy Scheider, who we touched on. Uh, He is a returning member of You Gotta See This, as he was in The Punisher. We all know what he's famous for, Jaws and... You
0: can help to... Drop a few Jaws references here and there while Mm -hmm. we were watching it. And I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And his shorts. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Uh, Why was he wearing... It seemed to me like he was wearing shorts, like, uh, more often than than not in the beginning. It's it's
0: hot in New Mexico.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, John Lithgow, who was playing a very un-John Lithgow performance he was just sort of playing every an everyman and i'm always uh think of john lithgow as playing over the top characters mm-hmm. like uh, in 30 third rock from the sun mm-hmm. or uh, you never saw dexter did you no he played uh one of the main antagonists i think it was in season four nice. and it was fantastic i love it
0: i love everything about him every time he shows up in in a movie it it, it lights my heart up
1: like, I don't know why. I don't know why. We could go on and on because yeah. he has been acting forever. And yeah. I, I I would dare say he's an actor's actor, yeah. right? Um same thing with Helen Mirren. Helen, Helen Mirren, Mirren's we have this. a
0: Russian Helen Mirren in here.
1: Oh I thought Speaking
0: her, of fluent Russian, by the way.
1: I thought it was I, I thought she did a great job. Right? She's been again in everything She's never looked from, so
0: much so Russian before.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or or since.
1: I, I, I don't think she's ever played a Russian. But
0: that's that's yeah. what I mean. It's too bad because <laughs> they're
1: missing opportunities right? there. Um, yeah, She's been in everything from uh, playing the queen to... Do you ever see Caligula? No. Do you know about Caligula?
0: The movie? No. Yes.
1: You don't know about Caligula?
0: Well, I, I've heard things, but I don't know what you mean. You're looking at me weird.
1: Caligula is basically a porno. It?
0: That I heard something. Like like when that. I, when I
1: when I say that it's like you see An
0: x-rated?
1: It's like it's full on pornography. Oh, oh, oh and, right, then, and she's in it? She's in it. Yeah, she okay. and so's Malcolm McDowell. Um oh god, who else? He was in Lawrence of Arabia. What
0: year is this?
1: It's late 70s, early 80s. Okay. It was produced by Penthouse. And okay. it's funny because there's a lot of controversy. Peter O'Toole, that was who was in okay. it as well. And wow. th- the thing is the actors, like the 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 big name actors, they went in there, they performed their roles, and there are some like sex scenes that they're involved in. But then there are other things that take place that, when the movie came out, they were like, "Holy shit! I didn't know you guys were gonna do this, right?" So, so it the was,
0: actors didn't know. No,
1: no. Oh wow. Like, it was, okay. Yeah, very controversial film. Maybe I,
0: I kind of want to see a documentary about the movie more than the movie. What's I would like to watch things, that movie right? because
1: it's it's. It's this unbelievable mix of violence oh. and pornography.
0: X-rayed then. Yeah.
1: When I say X-rayed, there's sure. There's money shots, there's penetration shots, there's the whole thing. Why it's, are
0: we talking about this in this episode?
1: Well, because it's more interesting than 2010 as <gasps> far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, boy! Okay, let me
0: say that 2010 is a movie that I've always loved. I know it's not perfect. I know it's a, it's a uh, product of... Its era, and I know it's v- very unfair to compare it two thousand and one. For some reason, I've always loved it. That's why I wanted you to see it.
1: Yeah, uh, you know its rating here uh, six point eight out of ten on IMDb. It's not bad. Not bad. It's not terrible. Rotten Tomatoes has it as sixty six percent fresh from critics and sixty one percent fresh from the audience, okay, and that's there average above average acceptable acceptable yeah. it had a budget of uh 28 million and it made a worldwide profit of 40 million so uh I would say that's just
0: it didn't go bad
1: yeah it made some money okay right okay um I don't have anywhere near as much notes on this one and I don't need them so will we'll know just,
0: what do you think about we'll the just, movie
1: I did enjoy it okay um in in the fact that it was much more of a it it's just more of a movie yeah right as as opposed to the experience
0: were was the were the explanations and the answers they give about the events that happened on 2001 did you find them interesting or really I, satisfying
1: so this, this movie gets set up where it starts with as i just discovered as we were talking about 2001 Roy Scheider is playing yeah. the role of the uh, Dr. Floyd that we have in sort of the middle part of 2001. The mm-hmm. doctor that goes up, sees the monolith on the moon, and then I guess he sends everybody off to uh, Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything goes awry. He's dealing with the issues with that. He's the just
0: aftermath like, of everything that happened
1: yeah. later. And I did like the scene where in the beginning you, you see Scheider. He's out sort of just monitoring the satellite dishes out in New Mexico, you mm-hmm. say? And the Russian shows up, and the thing that was really kind of cool that played through this movie, even though it's set the in two thousand ten, No, the satellites. Pardon me,
0: telescopes, radio telescopes. Whatever.
1: He's out. <laughs> he's out somewhere with a bunch of dishes, and uh, this movie was filmed during like the height of the cold war. Yeah, so we have you can that, tell, yeah. we have that theme running through mm-hmm. it. But I liked that exchange between yes. the Russian uh scientists. It's a
0: very smart dialogue. I love that Yeah, scene. I
1: thought that was a, gra- a great yeah. dialogue. And I love the line because again we're talking Cold War. So everything's secretive. There's this this tension between the two nations. And he says to him, "Is like, Do you wanna have uh we will speak the truth for two minutes? Yeah. And I I thought that was such a cool setup. Yes. And Long story short, um, Russians have the ability to get to the discovery of Jupiter, mm-hmm. um, but the Before Americans the have the States. knowledge of how exactly. to deal with it once they get there. So let's come together, use our ship, your knowledge, get out there and see what happens. see
0: what the hell happened on the first movie, basically.
1: Yeah. And to do and the, that... And they
0: take the programmer that created Hal, because they need the to... The programmer,
1: yeah, the programmer guy that created They need
0: HAL. To, to find out... What the hell happened, and they take the engineer that that uh, designed the discovery as well. So they're the three main characters that need to go with the Russians up there to see what happened.
1: All with the backdrop of the tensions building due to Cold War yeah. um, conflicts, mm-hmm. right? So we'll fast forward. Um, I thought it moved pretty quickly yes. like the, the compared guys, to the surface, yeah, yeah. 2001. Uh, no apes breaking shit. Um, so they <laughs> they. they, they, they they set up the plot. Next thing you know, you've got uh, Roy Scheider. Um, let's call him Chief Brody. Chief Brody wakes up and, <laughs> out, of, out of hyperspace, right? Yeah. And then he meets Helen Mirren. And they're still kind of like, okay, we're all working together. But there's still this tension, right? Yes. Like, you know. Um, I, I don't know. Like, how can we burn through this one? Because I'm not as I think, interested to no, talk
0: about the, it. No, I, I guess we can just say that what we find out with this movie is that... Whatever, all the events on two thousand and one, are not Hal's fault. So we discover that Hal was not evil. He was just. It was it was, the government that ordered to give Hal contradictory orders, and that made Hal to malfunction because Hal didn't know how to how to lie. Mm -hmm. Hal is. Programmed to lie, which contradicts his original programming, and that's why HAL malfunctions. So one of the main th- the things that I find more more interesting about this movie is that I don't see HAL as as an evil entity anymore. It's just a um, machine. Yeah. And- conflicting with conflicting Yeah they they basically orders. explain it. it's like
1: hey his, his he was given he two sets of orders almost and he didn't have a and choice and he couldn't understand how he to deal with
0: it you didn't know how to, to to do what he was ordered to do and that's why uh, he malfunctioned That that's one of the main that's one of one of the things that I find more, m- the most interesting about this movie The second one is we find we find out why we have another monolith in Jupiter There's something growing in europa because we're we're one of the jupiter's moons for us
1: that are not huge science nerds what's europa
0: it's a moon and it's one of the jupiter's moons and we're we're orbiting europa and there's something down there we try to go down and see what it is and the monolith won't let us. Mm-hmm. And then we they got attacked almost. Yes. Yeah. And then we we try to f- to send someone to closer to the monolith that there it's in Jupiter. And the the monolith attacks us again. He doesn't want to us to know what it is. And mm-hmm. then there's a spot, a black spot, growing in Jupiter. And we find out it's made of millions of monoliths. Something is happening in in Jupiter. And the other thing I love about this movie Here, is that here's
1: this is. One thing I, I did have written down that I wanted to okay. say, and I, I said to you in the movie, you were getting upset. Um, <laughs> I, I think the reveal of when they show up at Jupiter and see uh, the, um, the Discovery, the, the ship from 2001, is a sh- terrible reveal. yeah you told me it should have
0: been it should
1: have been been this epic thing right because this movie came out in 84 so we're talking what like 16 years since the original original. I mean this is an iconic ship this was a big event and they just sort of pull up to it and it's just spinning you know what
0: I was kind of pissed off of you pointing that out because I never thought of that because I'm not so used to this movie that I never thought of that and you pointed it out to me and you were right
1: Mark it down. One hour, 24 minutes, seven seconds. (laughs) I am right.
0: And I was like, damn it, damn it.
1: And another, this was just a little critique. Um, I've never had a problem with narration in movies. I think it's great because I'm the dumb guy. Before this. Tell me me what's going on, right? Um, They did a weird altering of uh, Chief Brody's voice, when oh, yeah, he, he told me. Do, and I was like, oh, I wish they didn't do that. He's just got a nice voice. just For when he's like writing letters. Yeah, he's, he's writing letters back home, sort of explaining what's going on. And I didn't, I, I was like, just make him, just have him sound normal. Yeah, right? that's what
0: we do now, but not a bad thing. Anyway, <laughs> the last thing I love about this movie is that the fact that the monoliths, whoever sends, is sending these monoliths out here is turning Jupiter into a second sun and is initiating life in Europa.
1: Oh, so they had like the Genesis machine?
0: Well, it's it's someone. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let me see. what it is. It's a joke. yes, sure, sure, sure. jokes. Yeah, jokes. <laughs> Religious <laughs> jokes. Fun, fun. Hold on. I
1: got I I got my hands up. Okay. Um the, again, just uh I'm I'm trying hard to burn through this movie everybody, so let's let's let's, just, let's all fast forward through it together. Um it, it was cool how they you've got the Americans and the Russians on the ship and we've talked about the political uh, tension, s- tension. The two nations it gets to the point that. where an action of war has yeah. taken place. To- Earth is in war. Yeah, like like the, there was like a border set up, and the the Russians tried to cross it, and they ended up sinking a battleship, and both of their state leaders come on the monitors and go, "We're war. You got to get off Russian soil." And technically, that spaceship is Russian soil, so, so they have to
0: go back to the discovery. They got to
1: go back to the discovery, and. uh They're now stuck with this. Well, now what do we do, right? We're politically not allowed to interact.
0: And then the monolith sends a message. Something is going to happen in two days and you guys have to leave in two days. They don't have the capacity to leave separately, but they have to disobey orders and team up. Americans and Russians, so they can escape because there's a black spot growing in Jupiter. Something weird is going on. So the final message of all this is that, yeah. But this it's, does lead piece. to my favorite part of the movie. Okay.
1: This is my favorite part of the movie. Okay. I literally got chills when we see Dave Bowman show up right? again. It, it, he... he his look image behind gets is is what?
0: Look behind you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, no, but that's, that's not scary. when he first shows up. No, no, no. no but look behind when, you. When that he first line. shows
1: up is when you see him uh, speak to his his, his ex, wife his ex wife.
0: Well, his wife. He's yeah. widow.
1: Well, she's moved on. I but mean, he's fair.
0: widow, not ex wife. I, I, <laughs> I thought that was, I was. I
1: was like, oh wow, that kind of took took me back, right? Okay. And then followed. to the
0: movie you had seen two days before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well played, miss.
1: Well played. Um, and then he gives the message. Uh, it's like Hal is like, Oh, I have a message coming in. And the message is essentially from Dave. Dave shows up, you guys gotta peace out. Yes. Right. And that's when they're forced to work together. He didn't worry that way
0: by the, that yeah, way, by
1: the way. And this and this part was so cool where Hal's back online. We don't know if Hal's gonna, you know.
0: Can we trust it? What the again, hell happened? And they've
1: got this interesting dynamic where okay, we've got two ships. One's got enough fuel to blast us off. The other one's got enough fuel to get us home. We'll figure out how to get them together, so one will launch and then jettison and then the other one will get us home. The it's catch a nice is setup. The catch is, spoilers everybody, the one they've got to uh, to launch is is the one with Hal on it. And they need Hal to do the launch properly. And then they're going to abandon the ship, which means Hal's going to die.
0: And we know from the movie we watched two days earlier that Hal doesn't want to die. You don't want to die. He (laughs) He doesn't like that idea. So the
1: tension, well, they had the two ships set up and they're going through the countdown and they're just like, don't tell anything yeah. right and you've got <laughs> But if
0: we lied to him he might get pissed off anyways and shut down
1: anyways that was a great scene okay. because for uh for for hal is like the child of the programmer you know yeah. and the got programmer
0: to- doesn't want to lie to him mm-hmm. he wants to, but but we don't know how he's going to react because we know he can get crazy I I think this is a great movie that goes back to interesting characters and and interesting Didn't do a setups. Bad job. It I I've always loved this movie, man.
1: No, I I I I got no I got no hate for this movie.
0: Just don't compare it to two thousand and one because they they're in different leagues. That's all. That's all. If you compare it to two thousand and one, yeah, it doesn't hold up. Obviously, nothing does. But it still is an amazing movie for me. It's a. Movie. As, I, I, as in as in the things as in the message and the tension and the the things it makes me feel which probably come from a place where from from me watching as a kid obviously obviously i admit it No, no fair enough like, but this, I, i'll
1: always love this movie just I, I don't i don't have any problems with this movie um it's not a
0: perfect movie
1: but yeah it's just it's it's like okay you know what but for for two, trying to continue the story,
0: having two suns in the sky. How, how, okay, what's so hold on. Than that?
1: We'll just we're we're getting. Trust me, everybody. We're getting to okay, the Okay, let's
0: end. let's rub, let's drop S- this up. So
1: so I I, I again I, I I loved how there was this tension building. Is Hal going to turn? His programmer tells him the truth, and he's like, "Thank you, you I appreciate well. it." And he just does what and he's supposed like, to do. <gasps> and that was I thought that Boom. scene that scene was great. And the big crescendo, the end of the film is. This black hole from Jupiter, which has got all the monoliths. Not a
0: black black hole. It's a black spot. And Which leads to? To Jupiter turning into a star. Because there's life developing in Europa and it needs a sun. So this, the aliens that send the monoliths turn Jupiter into a second sun. So Europa can have the warmth and light it needs for life to develop and i i always love that too because at the very end after after the monologue of uh, our protagonist talking Chief to Brody? his son yes uh, telling him telling us about the two sons in the sky right now the very end scene is we see life evolving in europa and as this as the camera pans and we see Jupiter turning to his close star and our sun in the background being the second sun from Europa you see the monolith appear again signifying that maybe they started life here as well and they're just planting seeds all across the galaxy creating life where life can evolve and that idea of, of yeah aliens that we don't see so we don't need they don't need to look weird they're they're just sowing the seeds <laughs> of love uh yeah nice 80s and, pull there and, uh,
1: um so it could basically with this um in summation it, it it blows away the the, the god theory because I'm with you. It's like aliens creating stuff. Yeah,
0: if I had to choose between gods and aliens, aliens yeah, any time. One
1: no, hundred percent. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, it's a movie where it's not necessary. Um, no, it, it it no movie. is. It can take away from the like say say you were dead set on I see um I see two thousand one this way this could ruin the yes. way you see that movie. Yeah. And, and it has the question, like, you know, like you said, yeah. That's why... Why it, make any movie? It's
0: probably a good idea to to let 16 years pass between the first one and the second one instead of two days. Yeah,
1: <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, But the it's, 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 it's much like you've never seen El Camino. El Camino yeah. is what takes place right after the ending of Breaking Bad, and it answers some questions for you maybe people don't want those questions answered. Yeah, you you know what I mean? So I totally understand. For people who, may, who people who do want the story to continue, yeah, it's great. If you have... For
0: people who enjoy the mystery and, and being able to interpret things that happened in 2001 their own way, yeah, this can ruin it. Yeah. I so, understand. I so, totally understand. But, but, but I didn't have the, the choice because I watched both movies when I was a kid. So I never had the choice. Well, I didn't so have I, a choice either. I no, tried not to watch it. And you're like,
1: watch this. So uh you know that was robbed from me <laughs>
0: you do you regret watching it no no okay, i it was, okay, okay. it was it was good uh
1: you know in summation for this is probably gonna be our longest show um
0: which makes sense for the yeah, kind of movies yeah exactly. we exactly <laughs> um
1: but i i think definitely see 2001 um if you want to see 2010
0: if you need answers after 2001 Go watch 2010. If you don't want the answers because you want to have your own interpretation of the art, that the the wonderful piece of art that 2001 is, then don't watch 2010. Yeah. Even though we already told you everything that happens in it.
1: Exactly, right? So, uh, yeah, with that, let's get out of here. I'm hungry. I want to order some food. Let's Um, let's do that. So, uh, my choice and it's like now for the next one yeah la, 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 la. I, I think I think we're just gonna go really basic easy we need to right yeah, like we
0: need to now because we
1: went from Joker to this oh yeah so, heavy movies yeah so I, I I'm gonna pick something that I, I I don't know if you're gonna like it what, I have no what, idea what, it's what is it? A, it's, what is it what is it it came out in two thousand and one. I would say at perhaps the the height of the mixed martial arts MMA boom. Okay, and Ooh. it's uh, it's called Warrior. Okay, starring Tom Hardy, and I I love this movie. I'm, I will explain why I love this movie. Okay, and uh, you're gonna make me watch it. Yeah, and we're gonna we're, hmm. we're gonna watch Warrior, and uh, we'll see how that turns out. So if you're still around. St- Stay tuned for oh, yeah. that. <laughs> exactly.
0: And Dan Mackles, thank you for watching 2001, 2010 with me.
1: Miss Jimenez, thank you for introducing <laughs> it to me. Um, if you guys are still here and you still want to listen to more, uh, you can uh, you can follow us on Twitter at u. That's the letter u. Gotta see this pc as in podcast. Both of your hosts are on Twitter. I'm at Dan Mackles. You are?
0: I'm Oka Infografia.
1: Yeah, and uh, reach out to us, uh, especially for this movie. Like, yeah, Let us let know us what know. you think. Let us know things. things. And uh, we're, we're doing this because we we want to interact with the community out there. And I've been so thrilled with connecting with the other yeah. movie podcast community. There's so many great ones out there.
0: And our listeners, because we have a lot of listeners around. The, well, a lot. Oh, we have listeners around more, the world. more yeah, and, and hey. And I love interacting with them because they love movies as much as we do.
1: And if you guys want to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, please do so. Do it. We'll definitely read it on the show. Yeah. So, with that, uh, we're getting out of here. I'm going to order some steak and uh, enjoy another beer. And until then, just keep watching movies, people. Yes,
0: See ya.